to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jade Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode nine of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a lot to talk about today. So sit back and relax because I got... You, I'm coming to you from a place that I like to call the saloon. So, bartender, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is an update on New Mexico State's quarantine, state restriction changes, a look at the team's newest commit, and week three whack predictions. Alrighty, thank you, bartender. So let's jump into it with segment number one, which is an update on New Mexico State's quarantine. The Aggies paused all basketball activities on January 4th due to a positive test result within the group. That had marked the second time this season that the team put things on hold. The first time was between December 5th to the 15th, but this pause is taking longer than expected. That's right, the Aggies are still on pause because despite quarantining, they received multiple positive test results since that initial one that was announced on January 4th. Now, for that reason, New Mexico State has postponed its whack opener against UTRGV. That two-game home series was scheduled to be this Friday and Saturday at Grand Canyon's Activity Center. Now, we don't know when the games will be made up or even if they will be made up at all. The Vaqueros actually classified the series as canceled on their end, so we'll see what happens with that. But, of course, nothing can happen until the Aggies find a way to stop testing positive. Remember, they're spending approximately 20 k per week to be at Arizona Grand Resort and Spa in Phoenix and have this bubble-like atmosphere, although we can't even really call it a bubble at this point because clearly something is not right. It is not working for the Aggies. Out of all the active Division One teams in the country, only two have played fewer games in New Mexico State so far this season. That's American and Loyola, Maryland. Both of them are 0-2 so far this season, and they actually have an upcoming two-game series against each other because they play in the same conference that is set to be played on Saturday and Sunday. So assuming those games don't get postponed or canceled, New Mexico State is about to become dead last in the entire country in games played. Again, that's out of all the active teams, meaning it doesn't include programs that have suspended their seasons, such as the WAC Chicago State. And with that in mind, a growing possibility that we need to keep an eye on is New Mexico State's tournament eligibility. For those that don't know, you need to play 13 Division I games in order to become eligible for the NCAA tournament. The Aggies have only played one Division I game so far. That was their loss to Cal State Northridge. And the team has 12 WAC games currently on the schedule. That doesn't include the two-game series against UTRGV. So should that be rescheduled, the count will go up to 15 games. Finally, there's the WAC tournament. Only one conference tournament game can be counted towards that total, according to the NCAA. So New Mexico State could have a max of 16 Division I games under its belt when it's all said and done. That's not a whole lot of room for error, obviously, especially considering there are cancellations left and right at the moment. But if New Mexico State were to finish the season with less than 13 Division I games played, there's always the possibility of a waiver. The NCAA could give the Aggies an exception that would allow them to become tournament eligible. Now, I'm not going to speak on the chances of that because it is the NCAA. They tend to leave us in the dark when it comes to their decisions, so I would just be speculating. One thing is for sure, though, the Aggies are in a pretty tough spot, but there might be a light at the end of the tunnel, and that leads us perfectly into segment number two. Alrighty, so that buzzer means it's time for segment number two. 
which is an update on the college athletics restrictions in the state of New Mexico. That's right, folks. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham announced changes to the COVID safe practices for intercollegiate sports guidelines on Tuesday. The state now allows college teams to practice in New Mexico as long as they are following testing protocols. Yes, rejoice. Progress has been made. Now, I have to emphasize this. Teams still cannot play games in New Mexico. They can only practice. And again, that's only if they continue to follow the requirements that have been set in place. Teams must isolate upon their return to the state and they must continue to take three PCR tests per week. So what does that mean for the Aggies? Well, New Mexico State AD Mario Mocha held a press conference shortly after the news broke and he said the plan is for the team to return home following its two-game road series against Grand Canyon on January 29th and the 30th. And once that happens, they'll ideally be able to find a venue in El Paso where the Aggies can play the rest of their WAC home games. He also said that New Mexico State is still holding out hope of scheduling one more game during the week of its series against Grand Canyon, but of course the team has to come out of its pause first, which it hasn't been able to do so far. In terms of New Mexico State's contract with Arizona Grand Resort and Spa, there is a stipulation in the contract that essentially says we can prematurely terminate this deal if the state of New Mexico allows us to come home, which is not a case, so the Aggies won't face any sort of fees for leaving earlier than the agreed upon period of five weeks. Now, all of this news is a much-needed win for New Mexico State. The Aggies are still going to have to isolate on campus once they return to Las Cruces, but they're going to be at home at the end of the day. And in terms of restrictions at practice, it's the same as what it is in Phoenix. There are no group limitations, so they're exempt from the state's standing public health order. And they've already been taking three PCR tests per week, so that's nothing new either. The amended restrictions also apply to the rest of New Mexico State's teams, such as football, women's basketball, and volleyball. So if you want to see how it affects those squads and where they go from here, I did put out an article yesterday on lcsunnews.com. Quick little plug there. It goes into detail on all of that. It's called New Mexico Eases Restrictions on College Athletics, comma, allows Aggies to come home. So make sure to check that out. But for now, let's go ahead and move on with the show. Alrighty, folks, now it's time for segment number three, which is even more good news for New Mexico State. When is the last time we had back-to-back positive segments on the show, guys? It's definitely been a minute, but here we are. The Aggies received the commitment from Spire Basketball Academy's Gerald Dokes on Thursday. And after graduating this past fall, he qualified to become immediately eligible. That's right. He's good to suit up right now for New Mexico State. Dokes is a former three-star recruit who was originally in the class of 2020, but he had to sit out a year when he transferred from ProVision Academy to Yates due to a transfer rule in Texas. At that time, though, he had offers from Florida, Oklahoma State, Illinois, and a number of other big-name schools, and it's not hard to see why. Dokes is a six-foot-two guard who really is electric on the court. He's a combo guard who keeps the ball on a string. He has a mixed bag of tricks around the rim, and he's very athletic. Another thing that's really impressive is that he gets great lift on his jumpers, which allows him to get a shot off against taller defenders. That's a big plus, considering he isn't the tallest guy on the floor. Now, in terms of Dokes' fit on New Mexico State this season, I don't expect him to come in and immediately have a considerable role for a number of reasons. First of all, he's coming into about as unusual of a scenario as you will find. The team is on pause right now so they aren't practicing he can't even see his new teammates much because everyone is quarantining right now and they aren't even located where they're normally located because they're still in phoenix throwing the fact that jans doesn't tend to throw his freshman into the fire right away and i think dokes will play the role of the understudy to guys such as evan gilliard and cj roberts this season now it might have been a different story a few weeks ago when kaylin williams and jabari rice were both out leaving the backcourt pretty desperate for pretty much anybody to contribute 
with Williams back in the mix and Rice looking like he could return soon since he's seven weeks into his six to eight week timeline, there isn't as much of a need for bodies as there once was in New Mexico State's backcourt. Now with all that being said, I think Dokes' long-term fit with the Aggies is a great one. This is a guy who can be a great secondary facilitator on the floor because he mostly plays at the two spot. And even though he's a bit undersized, he plays really good defense as well. He has active hands, really good awareness, and just a high basketball IQ overall. There's a lot to love about Dokes' game. And if you listened to last week's episode where I talked about all the talent that's coming in for New Mexico State these upcoming years, you know Jans and his staff are setting the Aggies up for future success with these newcomers. Alrighty, folks, that buzzer means it's time for our fourth and final segment of the day, which are my week three whack predictions. Last week, I went 5-0 and on my predictions. I picked UTRGV to sweep Dixie State, which it did. I then picked Cal Baptist to win both games against Tarleton State, which the Lancers pulled off. And I picked Utah Valley to split with Seattle. Now, unfortunately, we only got to see half of that play out because Utah Valley won the first game and then the second game was canceled. So there were only five games to predict. That puts me at 8-1 and one on the season, not too shabby. And now it's time for this week's matchups, or should I say matchup? That's right, singular. There was only one matchup on the schedule because New Mexico State postponed its two-game series against UTR-TV, and Tarleton State canceled its two-game series against Seattle. So that means by default, we have our series of the week, which is Grand Canyon at Dixie State on Friday and Saturday. The Lopes are 2-0 in whack play so far, following a pair of home wins against Tarleton State on January 8th and the 9th, and they then improved to 8-3 on the season with a pair of wins over Bethesda College and NCCAA team last Friday and Saturday. We've talked about Alessandro Lever and Javon Blackshirt Jr. before, but one guy who has been killing it as of late is Abjorn Midgard. The 7-foot center is averaging team highs of 14.9 points and 9.8 rebounds per game, just about a double-double this season, while shooting a ridiculous 73.1% from the floor. That's not an error, yes, 73.1%. All but four of his 93 shots have come from inside the arcs. This is a guy who thrives off of crashing the offensive glass and getting putbacks. He's going to have an interesting matchup with Hunter Schofield, though, in this series. The six foot eight senior spent a lot of time at the four spot last season when the Trailblazers were a Division II squad, but he has since embraced a center role on the team this year. Schofield is a versatile big man, more mobile than Midgard, and he also isn't some slouch on the boards. He's averaging 4.9 rebounds per game, but 17 of his 44 rebounds so far have been offensive rebounds. The guy has a good motor, and he's going to need to bring that energy if he wants to hang with Grand Canyon's bigs. Now, the deciding factor in this series is going to be, well, you guessed it, Dixie State's ability to contain Grand Canyon on the glass. Opponents are recording an offensive rebound percentage of 34% against the Trailblazers so far this season, which ranks 332nd in the country. That's not very good, and that plays right into the wheelhouse of this Lope squad. I think Midgard and company will be virtually unstoppable down low, and it's because of this that have Grand Canyon get in the sweep. So that is going to do it for episode 9 of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, share it with the rest of Aggie Nation, and consider subscribing or following, depending on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If you guys want to stay up to date with all things Aggie hoops, make sure to follow me on Twitter at JTheSportsDude and subscribe to the Las Cruces Sun News. This has been Justin Martinez, a.k.a. JTheSportsDude. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. I'm out.